We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what you're going to get. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap. I'm Joe Jamie Tyler. And I'm Lana Helda. Come along for the ride as we travel and connect with accomplished women and thought-provoking subjects that will motivate and spark you to dream, laugh, and get the most out of your daily life. All right. Hi, ladies. We are so glad you are here with us today at the Ladies Roadmap Podcast. And we know you're here because you're a woman who is ageless in mind and spirit. And that's what Lana and I feel like we are. And we really just want to continue to grow and learn in this fast-paced world we live in. So welcome. And Lana, we are here today in Newport Beach, California. Yes, we are. And Jamie, today we really have what I think is a very eye-opening topic and super interesting show for you. You know, many of you may, like Jamie and I, we've, we've heard a little bit and read a little bit about non-surgical and surgical vaginal rejuvenation. And today we're here, we are going to demystify this topic and really get informed with Dr. Anne-Marie McNeil. And Dr. McNeil is a board-certified dermatologist. She practices medical dermatology, dermatologic surgery, and cosmetic surgery, or dermatology, I'm sorry. She's also a vulva specialist, and I am told that people come from all over the country. But I want to say one thing. Honestly, if you really want to know about Dr. McNeil, Google her, because if I gave you all of her credentials, we would be here all day and I would put you to sleep. So (laughs) she practices here in Newport Beach at the uh, Newport Beach Dermatology and Plastic Surgery uh, Office. And may I add, she is also the mother of six children as well. And what's that saying, Joe Jamie? If you want something done, ask a busy person. Yes. And that's why we've asked Dr. McNeil to come with us here today. Welcome, Dr. McNeil. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Lana, for that kind introduction. And thank you, Joe Jamie. I'm really looking forward to talking with you both about vulvar and vaginal rejuvenation. Yeah, you know, first of all, we thought we'd kind of start with just from the basics about, like Jamie said, what's the what what is vaginal rejuvenation exactly, and what's the difference between the surgical and the non-surgical? Right. So there are surgical procedures that can be done for vulvar and vaginal rejuvenation, meaning you know where you're under anesthesia and they're cutting muscles and cutting skin and suturing. Um, That's not what I do. Uh, What I do is still considered surgery, but laser surgery. So there's no scalpels, there's no sutures, you're awake. Um, It's just a laser procedure that's done with a topical anesthetic and you're awake and chatting and it takes, each session takes 30, 45 minutes and and then you go home. So that's, so that's what it is, but what what are some of the benefits of having this done? Right. Well, the benefits really come from uh, from what's the problem that you're trying to con- to address. So, for most people who are considering this laser vulvar and vaginal rejuvenation, most of these people 
are um, perimenopausal or menopausal, uh, either just because they're going through menopause or it had to be surgically induced, you know, or, you know, from chemotherapy or something. And they're experiencing symptoms related to that. The most common is vaginal and vulvar just dryness overall. And, um, and that is one of the, the main things that is certainly addressed by these uh, by this laser procedure. But there's other things as well. So um, so probably first we should talk about you know who needs it. You know like what's the indications for it, and and uh, and then we can talk about what the what the benefits are. But um, generally it, it addresses this sort of dryness and irritation that people get often with menopause or with a decline in estrogen. And, and it really just creates sort of new skin there that's, that's younger and, you know, secretes the, the um, lubricants and the things we need to keep that skin healthy. So it kind of sounds, it sort of sounds similar to when people go in and maybe do laser to other parts of their body and their skin where it rejuvenates the collagen or or I should say it, what, speeds it up to make new collagen? That's exactly right on it. Um, So the technology is a laser that's a fractionated CO2. So you may have heard of fractionated CO2. We do that to the face. We do it to scars. It's a technology where we ablate columns of skin um, within you know, a given area. We ablate it. We destroy it. And then that stimulates new uh, skin to grow. And that new skin that grows is younger, newer, healthier. And, um, you know, if it's on your face, it looks better. If it's on a scar, it makes that scar blend in with the rest of your skin. But if it's on the vulva, um, it produces skin there that's not only younger looking and tighter, but actually, you know, sort of functions like, like it used to when, when you were younger. So it's the same technology. It's just been adapted to um, to the skin of the vulva and the vagina, which means you know it's sort of a handpiece that can go inside the vagina, and then it's a, a the energy that's delivered is less. So it's a it's certainly more mild than what we're doing on other parts of the body, but it is overall the same technology. So, so what's the recover- it- what would be the recovery of a procedure like that? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, after one of these fractionated CO2 procedures on the vulvar and vaginal area, the recovery is about a week. But when we talk about recovery, we're talking about like there's varying kinds of recovery. You know, are you bloody and easy for that week? Or, you know, is it really sort of fine and you go about your day? And after this procedure, it really is sort of fine and you go about your day. But um, for that one week after the procedure, it's a little swollen. It's a little itchy. We certainly, you know, say no intercourse, no even putting anything in there, you know, no douches or tampons or anything. We don't want anything put inside the vagina for that one week afterwards. We don't even want you really swimming because, you know, potentially it could get infected, but it's not raw by any stretch. It's just, it's just a little itchy, a little bit swollen for that week. So the downtime, you know, is really sort of zero from it looking, you know, raw or pain. You know, there's generally not any pain at all. It's just a little swollen, a little itchy. So from what I've read and heard about, Dr. McNeil, the one of the big benefits is an increase in sexual pleasure. And I know many women have, who are who are either 
premenopause or even men- or menopausal, and even sometimes when after menopause, there's just a a, la- a lack of or a decrease in in our overall sexual pleasure. So, do your patients find this to be a fact? Absolutely. One of the um, sometimes the lack of pleasure is due to sort of a lack of drive, sexual drive that we feel. And sometimes it's due to pain with sex that we can get from the dryness and, and just overall less lubrication. And, and this does seem to help with both. It helps with pain during sex sort of tremendously, even sometimes after the first treatment. Um, but after uh, several treatments, you know, it also helps stimulate the muscle to grow and it even sort of shortens and tightens the vaginal canal and that can lead to increased pleasure as well. So in multiple ways, it seems to increase sexual pleasure. So and once so you go in, so once you go in, you go back for a couple of, how many times? Do you yeah, it's back? a series of three treatments. Okay. So you do it once, you have that week where you wait, um, but we generally spread them out a month in between treatments. So it's three treatments each done a month apart. So it's about three months before you're done with the whole series of treatments. You know, when you're talking about the tightening and you talk about tightening of the vaginal wall and whatnot, mm-hmm. what about tightening as far as it uh, is concerned with your bladder? I know a lot of women have a, a bladder problems as they get a little bit older. Does it help with this? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it, you know, the way I'm saying is like, yeah, it helps that it helps. It helps everything, you know, and it becomes <laughs> a little magical, but it actually really, um, it does address that as well. So, so really what we're generally addressing with fractionated CO2 in this area is something called the genitourinary syndrome of menopause. And that's like kind of a mouthful, but it's really a good term for what people are experiencing during menopause. So it's genitourinary, it's your genitals, you know, your vulva and your vagina, genitourinary, you know, your urinary, often we, we become, we develop stress incontinence where if, you know, we jump a little or we sneeze, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's leaking. Um, and then it's a syndrome. It's just sort of what we are experiencing. It's a constellation of symptoms um, around the time of menopause. So they call it uh, genitourinary syndrome of menopause. It helps with all those things. It helps it helps the cosmetic appearance, you know, of the vulva because it tightens the external skin as well. Cosmetically, you know, when people get fractionated CO2 on their face, for example, you know, it tightens the skin. It, it, it um, uh, builds new collagen in that area. So that re- the result of that over time is that the actual skin hangs sort of less and, and uh, pulls tighter. And that's what we see in the vulva as well. So often with menopause, the labia minora are kind of like hanging a little, you know, they're sagging a little, they're just a little longer. And then the, the mons pubis, you know, and the labia majora, the hair bearing skin and the, and the the skin that's above um, the labia minora just sort of, you know, looks fuller, kind of hangs down a little bit and people don't like that. So, so uh, during the treatment, we're certainly treating the external, you know, part. We're treating inside the vagina, but we're treating also the vulva and uh, the skin. It just looks better. It just looks younger. It's hanging less. It's tighter, and the color wow. is even. Yeah. So that's the yeah. So that's the cosmetic part. Now, another question I have for you: When women suffer from, there's women that walking around with breast cancer or other other issues that has have really 
maybe due to their medication or, or whatever, they really have lost all estrogen. Yeah. I would think this would really help them because if, when you have, if you have zero estrogen and you can't take anything to, to, to help that, then I would think you'd really have issues. Right. So before we had this laser uh, treatment, the primary treatment for genitourinary syndrome of menopause was either oral or topical estrogen. And um, but some people can't take that if you're on tamoxifen. You you know we're trying to block all your estrogen. So this has really opened a whole you know a whole new life for some of these patients that are on tamoxifen can't take any hormones. Um, it's it's really sort of life-changing to be able to not have all that dryness and irritation, pain with sex. And um, some of these women just really flat out can't have sex anymore uh, because it's just painful. And this has restored, you know, a whole new, a whole new life for them. So it's really, it really can be life-changing for some people. So is there any I don't like. I have to play devil advocate here. Have yeah. you had any problems with? Uh, so this sounds like non. You know, it's not like a surgical. You know, like you're saying where you're cutting right. and all this kind of things. Is there been any downside for anybody that you've had this happen to? Yeah, that's a good question. I've had. Um, so I, I don't know how much we talked about the actual procedure when it's done. Um, for most people, it's really not painful at all. You know, topical numbing is certainly cuts it. I have had people cuts it meaning you know, makes it very tolerable. I have had people where it it was more painful for them. I don't really know why for some people it's more painful than other people, but that's one uh, thing just to have the actual procedure done. For most people, it's really sort of a walk in the park and no big deal, but for some people it does kind of hurt. But afterwards, I've, uh, you know, and I've done a lot of these procedures now. Um, I've never had anybody have like an infection or, you know, a scar or any serious complication from this procedure because like I said, it is sort of a dialed down sort of low level of energy that's delivered and it's delivered cumulatively over over three treatments. So it allows us to get a lot of energy to the skin but not enough to make it, you know, raw or susceptible to infections or things. So it's, it's a very safe procedure. Yeah, sounds like it. What about, you know, I, I have read um, actually just an article the other day that came through my, my emails and they were talking about some of the surgical and maybe you don't feel like an expert on it, but I'm just curious since we are informing our ladies out there, some of the surgical things that you might tell people to steer away from. Well, I wouldn't, so um, some people, for example, I would say, you know, my patients that are perimenopausal are getting this in general more for um, lack of lubrication and dryness and, and pain during sex. Then we have a set of other patients that are younger that are kind of just getting it more for the cosmetics of it. And, and, and that's because some people actually have really long labia minora, even, you know, they're 25 years old. It's just the way that they're built. And, you know, sometimes if they're rubbing against each other, it causes friction. It's really uncomfortable for them. And um, actually, I think either treatment is a good treatment. Those patients where the labia minora are really long, sometimes they are better off just getting the surgery and it's, it's one and done and it's healed. It is a, you know, prolonged recovery. The surgery can be very painful afterwards. So, um, 
the downtime is significant, but they also have more tightening that needs to be done, some of these people. So for those people, it's actually sometimes a better idea to get surgery. Um, whereas if it's just sort of a little mild, you know, sort of the lengthening that comes, you know, sort of over the years from childbearing and from menopause, uh, those, those patients are often better served with just getting the laser done because they don't need as much improvement. Um, and then uh, other things that people might want to steer clear from with surgery is, well, they should just really know that it's, it's actually a quite painful recovery from surgery. So I you know, plenty, since I'm a vulvar specialist, I have plenty of patients who have had those surgeries for other reasons. And they all say the same thing that they wish they would have known beforehand, how painful the recovery is. It's weeks mm. and you can barely sit and, and it's very fun. Yeah. So that's good to know that there is this other option. Are there different types of laser laser surgeries like I mean do you do you choose between say I, I read something there's a Mona Lisa touch and then there's a CO2 what would be the difference or, and do or do we even need to know that yeah there's one that the most of them are very similar to each other that they're either CO2 or erbium those are both fractional ablative lasers there's different brands that are CO2 and erbium, like the Core Intima or the Mona Lisa, like you're saying. Then there's another category that's uh, the type of laser is uh, radio frequency, and that one um, is uh, that one's a little less effective. I would steer away from that one. That one maybe helps a little bit with lubrication. Um, a little bit with dryness, but it tends to not be as dramatic in terms of the results. But I do think that the one that's called the Intima or the one that's called the Mona Lisa, those are the ones that are the fractional ablative. Those are the ones that kind of do a lot more. Do the most. Well, that's good because you do want to ask your doctor what they're using. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And if you, you know nothing about it, that then you're a little bit in the dark. So that's that's our goal is to inform people. So is there anything else you would want to tell us about, um, you know, the care, uh, the care of or anything else women might be able to focus on when it comes to maybe just even natural things? I know in, in Pilates, for example, we do a lot of Kegel, Kegel exercises for that area. Anything else you might impart on us? <laughs> Kegel exercises are always good to do. I, I, you know, I think that that um, sort of complements, you know, having a laser treatment done because you'll always get additional benefit from doing your Kegel exercises. Um, Just using lubricants during intercourse certainly help a lot as well. There's tons of them out there. Um, Some people like the good old fashioned KY jelly and other people actually like to use the coconut oil. Those are both good to use as well. But what my patients are telling me is generally once they've had had this, they don't sort of need to use the lubricants as much. Um, So, and then yoga itself is very good as, um, you know, it's certainly yoga is often just one big Kegel, you know? So um, that's another thing that certainly uh, complements these treatments. I have one other question I wanted to ask Dr. McNeil. And that is, we talked about the woman and and let's face it, when it comes to sexual pleasure, we do want to think about ourselves. But I was curious for, of the women that you've, that have had this procedure, what they say their husbands say is the difference or their experience. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
often patients with after the first treatment is when they notice the biggest change because that's even after one treatment is when people start to notice the increase in lubrication. And that's something that they will notice, but also their spouse will notice. And so that's like, even, you know, like I said, a week after you get it done, you will start to notice that improvement. And definitely the partner will notice that as well. And then after you've had the two to three treatments is often when you'll start to get the increase in uh, the improvement in the urinary symptoms um, and also the changes like actually in the vaginal wall. So it sort of evolves as the treatment goes on, but um, every patient that I have treated that sexually active, even after the first treatment has said that both them and their partner had noticed the improvement in lubrication, which um, that's pretty remarkable. Well, I have to say, um, I think it's pretty groundbreaking and I plan to be one of your patients because I think anything we can do to improve and prolong the relationship with our spouses or our mates that, you know, whether it's, I mean, it's great to have the uh, the the sexual relationship as well. You need that intimacy, I think, to to stay happy and fulfilled. So, I'm very excited about this this whole process. And we just wanted to also ask you. Mm-hmm. We have a new journal coming out, the Ladies Roadmap Journal, and we have a chapter on health and body where we advocate women tracking and keeping up with their yearly physicals and exams. And we just wanted to ask you what you consider a priority and what you would share with our other ladies to keep as a priority while they're trying to stay healthy and ageless in mind and body? Um, as far as general health, but you mean in terms of just your general health, as far as keeping yourself sort of skin able. checks and, you know, we've kind of tried to, to include it all, you know, everything from your uh, what is it? Your colonoscopy to your skin checks, everything. Mammogram, your mammogram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so medically for the skin, the two main recommendations are sunscreen every day and then skin checks at least yearly. So, um, many, you know, we're in Southern California, Newport beach, there's tons of really fair people who, you know, get a lot of sun. We have sun year round. And so some of our patients have had many, many skin cancers and those patients were checking at least every six months, some even every three months for skin cancer. But for the general population, at least yearly that you get your skin exam and sunscreen every single day, which some people say, yeah, I put it on when I'm, you know, watching a soccer game, but no, we really mean like every single day because uh, there's lots of studies that show if you apply sunscreen daily, you'll have a lower risk of skin cancer and your skin will look better. It will cosmetically look better. You'll have less wrinkles, less brown spots and all that. This is what I love about our show. Thank you so much for sharing that. I don't think we can ever hear that tip enough because (laughs) we always have an excuse for maybe not putting it on. So thank you for sharing that. It's a very important tip. All the special tips that Dr. Benil shared with you today, we will have in our show notes that you can find at ladiesroadmap.com. And Dr. Benil, tell everyone where they can find you if they are interested in whether it be dermatology or this vaginal rejuvenation. 
Sure. So our website is newportbeachdps.com, DPS, like dermatology, plastic surgery. And our Instagram is at NBDPS. And our practice name is, again, Newport Beach Dermatology Plastic Surgery. We're on Avocado right by Fashion Island. And I look forward to seeing you, Lana. Yes, I am going to come see you. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. McNeil. We really appreciate it. Nice chatting with you both. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Today's show is brought to you by Ladies Roadmap Journal. It's that time of year again. It's holiday time, Lana. But oh my goodness, what do you do to get the woman or the girl who already has everything? It's so hard. I find it so frustrating because I spend far too much time trying to think of the useful gift. I like to get useful gifts. I don't know about you, Joe Jamie, but I don't need another candle or picture frame sitting around collecting dust. So what better gift to give someone than a roadmap to a more fulfilled life? That's just what the Ladies Roadmap Journal is. It's a life planner and it acts as an easy-to-use guide to more self-care and self-love. Yeah, it really is and does make the perfect gift. We all need a roadmap. What is your 2019 going to look like? What dreams are you going to fulfill this year? Yes. Yes, we all need a clear vision in order to create and manifest your best year yet. So make your way over to the Ladies Roadmap website where you can purchase this delightful six-month life planner. Just go to ladiesroadmap.com and push shop. Would you like to hear about our recommended product of the week? Sure you would. So come on over to ladiesroadmap.com and sign up for our newsletter. It's not to be missed. You'll get our current happenings on Ladies Roadmap and Ladies Roadmap Journal. Don't forget to sign up. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler, at litloops.com. 